a lot of the big company they they have money. Yeah, they will steal your people. And how to keep them? How to make them happy? That is also a challenge. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight-up, actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. All right, everybody, welcome to Global from Asia. What episode number is it, Claire? It's 179. Okay, so globalfromasia.com/episode 179. It is hot here in early June. We know it gets hot down here in Shenzhen, but Uh, I think we gotta keep the air conditioner going all day. I don't know. I, I'm a fan person, but I, I was saying Wendy and Claire and what would you say Chinese? I guess everybody, but it seems like in China everybody uses air conditioner. No, it's a kind of like only elderly people live prefer fans. Old people? Yeah. I guess I am an old man. I go to sleep so early and I, I wake up really early too. I should start doing some tai chi in the park or something. So we got a review. Uh, actually, we have a few reviews, but we'll we'll save them for the last next few shows. Just always ex exciting to read off a review on iTunes. So this one is from Australia. It is five stars from Moomerin. Is the username titled "Fabulous for all those not living in the U.S." Michael's podcast is one of the best. He provides a real different perspective than so many of the others that are very American centric and tend to revisit the same stuff. I have heard things on Global Information that I have not heard anywhere else, and listened to over a thousand e-commerce and Amazon selling podcasts because of the guests he interviews. I always wish they were longer! Exclamation point, smiley face. Well, thank you, Murin, and yeah, that's what we're trying to do here. Global from Asia, you know. Even though uh, I'm American myself, I try not to just be U.S. centric. We have, most people recognize that, so. Yeah, we try to get guests in China and Hong Kong and Asia and even around the world about running a global business because I think that's the opportunity here, right? And people anywhere in the world can start their own business. So, some other things happening. We have a lot of different bigger events coming. We have TechCrunch Disrupt in Shenzhen and June uh, coming next week already, really fast, and also the Rise Conference in July, third annual. So. We will be media partners there, so I hope to catch you guys at some of those. And also, Claire, you want to talk about some of our our older local meetups and and things? Yeah, sure. Like、uh, now we have like monthly meetup, and we also like、uh, would like to have you as a local chapter if you um like、uh, it's now open for a, a application now. Yep. So. You can see it on our website at globalfromasia.com/events. We have all kinds of different events, and you know, I know a lot of you guys are actually like the review we got was in Australia. We have in the UK, all around the world. So we want to have some global promasia meetups in your part of the world, not just here in Shenzhen or Hong Kong, but globally. So we'd love to hear from you. If you want more information, check the show notes or send a message to Claire at blog at globalfromasia.com. Okay, and now for this week's show, we have a old friend of mine, Rick Tong. He's a local Chinese business entrepreneur, going at over ten years. I remember when I first came here, I was one of the first guys I met, and he's always been running technical teams, both Chinese and foreigner. He's got great English. He's gone through a huge roller coaster, and he's been always sticking to the same thing, which is Think Race, which is GPS devices and software on GPS tracking. So he's talking today about the ups and downs. 
and his and, and working with developers and development teams and how he's been scaling up into from China into India and other countries in different parts of the world. So it's it's a really great one. We did it right in his office. So got the microphones going and everything. So let's tune in to Rick. So welcome everybody to another Global From Asia podcast. And I'm visiting an old friend, Rick, here. Yeah. Hello, Michael. So it's been great. Great to see your new office. You know, this is audio only, but maybe we can put some pictures for uh, listeners to see. But you've been doing uh, your own IT company for for how long now? Um, About? uh, I start my company is more than 11 years. Wow. Yeah, it's a long time. Amazing. So, yeah, we met really early when I had just moved here. I think uh, we met maybe in 2008. Nine, I no, think. No, no, no. We meet in 2004. Uh, yes. Can really? I, I moved here 2008. Really? Or 2007. Seven. 2007. I think it's seven, maybe. Maybe yeah. 2007. Yeah. 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 So okay. it's great. It's great to uh, really do this interview. And uh, we've been talking. I've been visiting all your different offices and in Shenzhen. So maybe, Rick, you could introduce uh, a little bit about yourself to our listeners. Yes. Um, I I start my business in 2006 uh, together with uh, with Marshall and Dylan, a lot of my friend. At uh, at the beginning, is we we don't have a business model, so we just doing uh, some software outsourcing. So luckily, is we get some uh, big account, so we uh, we do a lot of project with them. But I think um, software outsourcing is not a uh, a substantial uh, business for us. So, and we decide to make our own product. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's, we we suffer a lot to making our own product because it, we don't have brand, we don't have enough technology. So, and we actually, we, we bankrupt for more than two times. Oh, no. And I, I even sell my apartment oh. and do a lot of things. And so it, it goes through a lot of good time and bad time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like we were talking before the interview, it's, I think it's part of being an entrepreneur is, everybody talks about the, you know, you read the articles on TechCrunch and, uh, you know, the blogs about the great times, but I think every successful entrepreneur has to hit the bottom a few, well, a few times, especially here, here, right? Yes. Actually, you know, it's when I start my own company. I always look at uh, some successful business man to talk about their their story, mm-hmm. but no one is talk too much about. They the, never talk about the problem. The, the, the problem, yeah, it's true. So when I go through that, I said, okay, this is not true. Yes, yeah, so, you know, everyone is not. They're not superstar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they cannot immediately to get the investment and not cannot get their brand and to go to uh, every country, right? So, but every. Everything is need to step by step to to build up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I mean, yeah, you're you're local Chinese, so I mean, your English is really great. So I just want to make sure people know where where is your hometown. My hometown is in Guangxi Province. Guangxi. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And and so I think I always say, and I I, I think you would I would love to hear your feedback, but I think in China a lot, especially in China, nobody talks about the failures. Yeah. Because it's like the face, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even in the West, in the US, you don't, nobody likes to talk. But I think it's a little bit more open there to talk about yeah. your failures or your problems. Yeah. Yes. Actually, you know, it's a, we, 
we actually fell many times. Mm. And so at even at the beginning, we do the software outsourcing. We fell. Mm-hmm. And we get uh, a lot of clients, but we also need to hire a lot of people. And uh, in 2009, so the economic crisis, mm-hmm. so the, the situation is very bad. So we, don't, we did not get enough the project, but we still have a lot of people. We lay out a lot of people, but still we cannot survive. Mm. So we need to shut down the, the company. And then uh, I also go to Shanghai. As you know, it's like we start a group on business with, yeah. uh, with Paul. Yeah, yeah. And after eight months, we fell again. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was brutal. They're, it's so competitive. And they were really, yeah. the industry was really crazy. Yeah, then I come back to uh, Shenzhen. And we, we start with uh, three people. We start from an office in uh, s- three square meter and very small, very small uh, office. Then we start again. We, we think about what kind of things we want to do and software or internet. And so we want to start with something is good in Shenzhen. We will use the strengths of Shenzhen. And the strengths of Shenzhen is uh, is making the hardware, the electronic product. But we want to go into uh, industry, it's new, so that we go go into the IoT. Yeah. Even we, we, we start to make our product, we because we don't have a lot of experience, we don't have a lot of money. So we fail and fail again. Yeah, and the product is is you know disaster when we de- deliver it to to the to the client yeah but I think everything pays when you really spend time yeah you don't give up yeah yeah so this is my story yeah. it's great yeah I mean there's so much in there obviously this could be multiple multiple interviews so you've been through so many different business ventures yeah and but yet the Twango one was really I mean, I don't think we can get into that today, but with Paul and Shanghai and yeah. Wufan Tuan, and that yeah, was that was nuts. That whole everybody's doing the Tuango, you know, everybody's doing the. It was a Groupon. Everybody around the world, you know, Groupon was going crazy, and yeah, that that was a that was a crazy one. But it's also very, you know, like now I see the the Mobike, yeah, and Mobile, now I yeah. see like how many new bike yeah, companies yeah, there yeah. are. Crazy. It's not so, so, um, let's maybe, so yeah, yeah. You're, about your company. So it's IOT. Yeah. Like you said, in Shenzhen, it's all about hardware. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let me, uh, uh, introduce a little bit my, my business right now is we focus on using the IOT, the disk type technology and to, uh, to provide safety and finish monitor system system. For example, the, the wearable product for, for kids and for older people at, by using GPS technology to locate, get their location and put, to protect their safety. And we also use all kinds of other sensors and uh, for example, the heartbeat sensors and to, to, um, to detect the, the heartbeat uh, when, the, when you're running yep. and when you're doing exercises to get the data and to analyze 
and to to give the report to the people. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm wearing a wearable now, and yeah. But you're mostly selling. You have your own brand, or you sell to other um, brands? Mostly, right now we're doing OEM. Yeah, but uh, we also uh, are building our brand. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you're able to disclose on the show, but yeah, you you definitely have some big bigger brands that you're working with, which is great. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right now is we we work to, working together with a lot of big brand. Yeah, for example, is uh, the Orange. Orange is very big uh, network uh, carrier. We also work with uh, the top company like Huawei, and we also work with some uh, very big insurance company, Alliance, and. Uh, of course, a lot of network carrier is our client, like Cellcom, uh, Maxis, uh, OE in uh, Brazil, uh, STC in Saudi. And so we also have our office in India. So we are selling uh, more than uh, 300,000 piece uh, device uh, last year. Very cool. That's great. And... So maybe, you know, of course we're in English language and we, we, of course we have Chinese listeners, but there's definitely a lot of foreigners that are interested in startups and technology and e-commerce in China and Asia. And I know, of course, China is very, I think, challenging market, yeah. even for Chinese. Yeah. So today we're talking kind of about the managing IT teams. And I'm sure you've, you've had a lot of different technical teams you've worked with. So my question is, uh, you know, what are some of the challenges you see in, in China with managing managing an IT team or developer team? Yeah, it's really a big challenge. Actually, it's, uh, one big challenge is uh, uh, to hire more people. And uh, right now, it's, uh, it's not easy to get the talent. And also, right now in Shenzhen, Shanghai, Beijing, this kind of big, big city, um, the the cost is getting higher and higher, and um, and also because it's right now a lot of the big company they they have money, mm-hmm. yeah they will steal your people, yeah. And how to keep them, how to make them happy, how to continue to really is a passion on the the things they do, so that is also a challenge, yeah. Definitely, I would agree with that. Do you do you think it's difficult for like a foreign foreigner to manage Chinese developers, or is it even possible? I think it's possible, um, but uh, you need to have some luck to get uh, some good people in your team and to support you. Same as like our friend is Dylan, and right now is they are manager team in in China, but also they are they are also hire a team in Philippines. So it's also a challenge for him to manage a, a Chinese team because it's a, um, as a Chinese, some, a lot of the, the development developer is actually not, they are not very, you know, I don't know how to say it's, uh, they always want to change their job mm-hmm. because they want to develop some new things and they always want to get a, a better pay. Mm-hmm. And they always have their their own idea. Even uh, the idea is maybe sometimes not good for the team. So um, they're good, but I think uh, they need more teamwork. So if we need to have, if the 
the company getting bigger, you need to have someone is really work as a superstar in the team. It's not just a superstar. Yeah, this is also a challenge. Yeah, I think that's that's true. I think in the over, overseas market too a little bit, but I think in China, even with non-developers, the younger Chinese, if I feel like, are always trying to decide what they like to do next, or they're yeah. not sure what they want to do. Yeah, and yeah, that's uh, true. And there's lots. Of course, the economy is still growing in China, so they have a lot of choices. Like you said, everybody's hiring always. Yeah. So it's not difficult for them to find another job, and especially with technical projects. Yeah. I, I have done just a few, not nearly as many as you, but it's always hard to change a developer in the middle of a project. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, you know, maybe with managing team, is there any tips you have for keeping them in the team, motivated, things like that? Yeah, it's because I am a, a developer also. Where before I come, uh, before I start my my own business, so it's um, I think it's uh, first is you need to you need to have someone is really have the vision, and to give them is uh, more hope. In the future, they can do uh, uh, exciting project, right? And so. It's this guy is very important. At the same time, is you need to keep on encourage them is to see is uh, uh, what they what they want to do and what they want to accomplish in this year. And at the same time, is uh, uh, by running this company, we also create more opportunity for them to grow their their, their technology uh, skill or their their vision. Yeah, so it's uh, when they're getting good pay and they're earning more, so they will stay, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely some good tips. I think it's also an advantage that you're, you have the experience as, as a developer. So I think even, of course, we're kind of comparing China and overseas, but even in uh, the U.S. or anywhere, I think a technical manager should have some technical experience. Yeah, yeah. I say everyone in the team should learn. Not just is so keep on pushing them, and you yourself you need to also learn and to to understand what is the challenge in the technology and what is what what kind of thing they really doing very good, and that that way is you even you even want to say good about them. You you have the pawn, and not just say oh yeah good job, yeah. It's it's true. So. Mm, of course, I think a lot of times if you're open, you, you seem very willing to share some of your, some of the harder times, like maybe downsizing. Is there any way? Nobody likes laying people off. I mean, I've had to do it a lot. Mm, any, 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 uh, any good ways to downsize or? Um, yes. It's really, it's a lot of time is, you know, you upset. Because you 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 stress, and I think it's um, you need you really need to pick what you really like to do, and that is that is cannot stop you. And every time if you you upset about that, you just say okay yes maybe tomorrow it will be better, and so you keep your passion, and also you look for some other your competitor, and to to learn their story even you know. You you feel oh yes we do you 
we do better than them. And of course we can, you know, to, to, to get better. Right. So a lot of way, but yours, yourself, you need to be feel confident about that. Mm. And then I guess when you, when you lay someone off, it's hard, of course. Uh, is there some, some technique you have or? Oh, that's is that's where I, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's to lay off someone is, uh, because it's everyone, uh, to join my team. I always tell them, I, I appreciate that is they, they, they join my team. They come to, uh, work for the company and to, to make my dream become a reality. real reality. Yeah, real. Right. So I, I usually, I don't want to find people, but right now I think it's, um, it's okay for me to find people because it's in the team. Sometimes someone is not good for the team. It also not good for themselves. Mm-hmm. They need to leave the team. They will find a better job, but we will give them a, a good advice. And so that is, uh, they can, uh, improve in the next, next job. And so, so I think it's, uh, for the, for the boss to hire people and for the, for the employee to fire a job is same. It's equal, mm-hmm. right? So uh, we just explain to them, and so they are not good in the team. They can fire a better future. Yeah, got it. Yeah, that's a good way. And you're growing. You're growing. You're you're having offices. You're growing around the world now, and and I'm really happy happy for you. And which is you know the global from Asia is all about you know growing from from Asia and. How how would you you said earlier you're managing basically the that on a lot on your own still or how how do you find these partners or, or uh yes is the partner is uh, is uh, worked together with me is for more than ten years oh okay cool and they uh, at the beginning we uh, we start this uh, business uh, some of them they they quit the company a couple of years ago um, because the company failure. But um, after we we get the business start again, so we ask them to to come back. So they they have no any uh, excuse. They says okay, they will quit their job and then come back to the team. So I I would I would like to say thank you to them for them. Yeah, Just because it's uh it's uh they get very good job, but they still come back. To the team and to suffer with me yeah <laughs> it's a great opportunity for them i think come on you're, you're doing great and they they have a good chance to yes so. yes i think right now it's, we are doing much better than before i think we are we are open a, a new window yeah awesome yeah some more tactics so you we all know salaries are increasing especially in cities how that's why i always have problem problems because you know they're always it seems like i'm always bargaining with salary, uh, how, how do you keep in touch with the market rate versus your your salary? You know, how do you know the market rate for salaries? Actually, we don't know, but uh, we we want to keep in uh, in the average salary. We don't in this stage is we are not uh, able to pay a, a much higher salary than the average. Um, but uh, we will 
hire someone is uh, because if you someone asks for higher salary, they join your team. Then obviously they they work for the salary. They not work for the the passion. Mm. Yeah. So you need to have some luck for that and to find some people. They really want to do something. Yeah. And also you pay them a fair salary. At the same time, is we I have to check some. And on that, I say I usually to tell them I think uh, uh, we pay you this salary, and in this is six months, and six months is we will have a race, and based on your performance, um, every six months we will have a race, and we will we will not you know uh, so, some company they will have a race in in uh, twelve months, but we six months we have race, and so that is we we we. Keep them always in the hope. They say, when I do good and I can get a raise. Yeah. Okay, very cool. That's good. That's really good tip. And, uh, you know, I think I've seen a lot of foreigners come and they sometimes go, I think, too fast. Or they want to hire people and or they're asking, can you find me a developer? I get a lot of people ask me for finding developers. Do you have any tips on how to how to find them? Or is it, I know there's like the... 51 job or these databases or uh, platforms. I'm not sure if you have any. Yeah, I we use uh, 51 job. And also, so we also uh, hire a lot of people from uh, university. Okay. So right now we hire more people from university. And uh, we, we have a very good uh, system to train the people. And we hire, we have a very good, uh, very professional HR team. So we believe is um, there's a lot of talent is in in university, mm-hmm. and they don't have experience, but they also don't have a lot of bad habits. That's true, and uh, because they don't have uh, they don't uh, they did not work in any company, so we train them, and then they they will be more loyalty than any others. Yeah. Um, you say universities, I think, at least I think the one setback of Shenzhen is there's only really Shenzhen University or is there others? Yeah, or only Shenzhen other? University. And, but, uh, we also is, uh, uh, go to other provinces oh, province. yeah, okay. and to hire people. And of course we also, uh, have some friend and to, uh, to help us to get the, the people from university. Yeah. So that, I think is that. Will be a a long, long time, long term uh, uh, policy for my company. Yeah, Great. very cool. And then you say training. Do you have like formal training or is it on the job? Yeah, we have a formal training on our job, and so we have a different kinds of training. So, for example, the uh, uh, technical skill training and the development training is uh, we have uh, inside training. We also have we also hire some people from outside and to to teach our uh, the, the the developer. So the reason is use outside things. Um, the Chinese saying is "外来的和尚好念经," uh, right? Is uh, always says uh, the, from the outside, and when they teach them, they will listen. It's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So it's, uh, we, we spend some money and to have some people to train them. Yeah. Great. All right, Rick. I, I know you're so busy and you're, 
appreciate your time today. How how can people find out more about you or your and your company here? Uh, you mean hiring? Uh, or the I mean maybe client. Um, I mean, listeners maybe would want to work here. I mean, it's mostly foreign business owners, entrepreneurs. Sometimes people contact the guests about, yeah, like maybe work or more likely projects or cooperation. Oh, yeah. We we have our website and also we have a Twitter account. Okay. And uh, LinkedIn cool. and Facebook. And of course, it's we we are not we still not doing good yet. But right now, is we are we are improving our social network networking. And so it's how to to talk to more people. Yeah, great. Okay, and we can link that up on the website. I'll get the links from you. Okay, thank All you. Right. Thanks, yeah. Rick. Cheers. Thank you. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I know we want you know I want to try to get more Chinese people. And my wife yells at me sometimes that I'm racist or I I don't get enough Chinese people on our show. It's also hard with the language. We're an English international show too, and you know we want to make sure the English is good, especially audio. You can't even look at their face talking or put words, so it's audio podcast. But um, we actually work on a TV show. It's it's much harder for us to produce a TV show, but we're working on it. So stay tuned for that. Um, so Claire, what do, what do you got to sh- share with us today? Um, we have an event coming up in August, so it's gonna be a CEO retreat and mastermind. So, like, I know lots of you l- listeners from UK and USA, you probably have like summer holidays, like paid leaves. So, if you are happens in China, maybe sign up for that. Yeah, so we have it linked on slash events and. I know like one of our listeners just caught up with all 178 shows, which is crazy. So he was listening to stuff, you know, we're talking about probably events years ago. So we're going to always try to keep them up to date on globalformasia.com slash events. So that if you're listening to this in 2020, you can still see events at that time. But yeah, we're working on a cool beach mastermind in China. There are cool beaches here, if you believe it. But of course, they're probably not as cool as Thailand or other Southeast Asia. But at least now we're starting in China. We're going to have some of our members and Global From Asia VIP coming and and other cool people and, and uh, experts in our community. So it'd be great to meet some of you. And if not, of course, we have uh, all of this online communities and everything else too. So we'll catch you next week. Peace. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.